Loneliness and social isolation have been shown to be harmful to the well-being of older adults, with almost one-third of adults aged 50 plus experiencing emotional loneliness at least some of the time. My name is Steve Norton and you are very welcome to the Good Boss Bad Boss podcast episode 27. I took a little break from podcasting to enjoy the summer and I'm glad I did. It was a great time well spent with family and friends and I managed to fit in a family trip to Donegal. It is spectacular scenery up there with loads to do. I can confirm that my surfing skills haven't improved but it was thoroughly enjoyable nonetheless. My guest this month on the podcast is Lucy Cunningham, CEO and founder of The Home Share. I first stumbled across Lucy on LinkedIn a number of years ago and I love the concept of what she was doing. The Home Share is a not-for-profit company that matches people in a home sharing situation. The difference is it matches people not just as housemates but as companions. The benefits are low-cost accommodation for the sharer and preventing isolation and loneliness for both householder and sharer. As always, the story behind the story is just as interesting. This powerful lady established the home share in 2017 at a time when she herself was losing her own home. Lucy has since worked tirelessly to promote home share in Ireland, and she even managed to get the Irish government to include home share into policy. I really hope you enjoy episode 27. Lucy Cunningham, you're very welcome to the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast. Thank you, Steve. And I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I, I have wanted to talk to you ever since I stumbled upon you on LinkedIn. I don't even know how. I really couldn't tell you what the connection is. But you you arrived in my feed with this idea. In my mind, you arrived in an idea. And it was this this idea of home share, the home share. Can you give people who are listening a basic idea of what the home share is all about? I would be delighted to. So home sharing, it's a very simple concept. Home sharing matches two people, usually, two unrelated people to live together for mutual benefit. So they both have something that they need, but in turn, they both have something they can offer the other person. Mm. So in, in layman's terms, it's matching two people to live together for mutual benefit. And and like th- this is a, a concept that's not totally original to you. This is something you stumbled upon yourself. Exactly, exactly. I I always say to people, unfortunately, I can't take credit for the idea. Yeah. The concept, the model of home sharing, actually started fifty years ago next year right. in America, and um, this lady called Maggie Maggie Coon who was involved in the Grey Panthers in America. I didn't know very much about right. it, but it was all about women's rights, as far as I remember. But she came across, uh, well, you know, she she developed this concept of, well, hang on, if there's, you know, you know, an older person, say, who is lonely, you know, if they're, they're at home on their own, feeling a bit lonely, could do with a bit of a helping hand around the house. Yeah. And then you have another cohort of people who can't afford to live in a nice home or they can't afford to go to college somewhere because they can't afford the accommodation. So why can't the two people live together under the same roof? So mm. that is the concept of home sharing. So I stumbled across it um, like yourself when I was working in, I have a nursing background and I then worked in home care for about 10 years. Mm. And it was in my last home care, I was working as a as a home care manager. And it was in that last company I was with, I was in my car going down to, to visit one of our service users. And I just, came, I just happened to come across whatever radio station I was listening to which is usually I, I've, I've turned into my, my dad, <laughs> Lord rest his soul. Uh, I, when I'm in the car on my own, because the children would never let me do it if they were in the car, but I'd be listening to RTE1 or, or News Talk. <laughs> uh, so it was probably one of those stations. And I just came across this interview about home sharing and I had never come across it before. I thought, well, that is an incredibly simple idea that mm. I could see the benefits of it because yeah. I was working, you know, face to face with with older people, you know, having worked in home care. And 
I was always so conscious that usually the biggest package that an older person can get paid for by the HSE will be 21 hour hours a week, which right. equates to three one hour calls a day. So and that's fantastic because that that support really really enables somebody to, to to stay living in their own home and you know so carers might come in and help help somebody with personal care you know getting out of bed you know having a shower getting dressed medication yeah. prompting that kind of thing but at the end of the day they're still on their own for the other 21 hours of the day yes so that's i could immediately straight away see the benefits and and how it could really make all the difference to somebody's life so so that's where i came across the 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 model and the idea of it it's it's and a fantastic idea yeah it yeah, re- it, really yeah is. it it really yeah absolutely and there are there are home share programs in at least 18 countries around the world today and every every home care program home sorry home share program hmm. is is different some of them are different in in very um, in in big ways. Others may be just a slight difference. So I suppose because of my experience in the home care sector and you know I suppose my health background, I really wanted to come up with a model that I could I knew was going to work and and that would complement you know existing support as much as possible. So. Um, yeah, so so the model we have now, it, it 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 is working very very well, and it's across the country here in Ireland. You know, so you know, it is. it's generally what you're doing is you're 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 you know. When I stumbled across it, it was students who were as you say going to college in a in a city, and they couldn't afford to go if they if they couldn't afford the rent, so they could you know it wasn't possible for them to do it. But this enables them to live in the area where their college is, but where the the rents might be you know, sky high, but this is actually affordable rent. And, you know, they help out this uh, person that they're living with as well. And at the same time, so they're getting, you know, there's, uh, as you say, the mutual benefit is there. Exactly, exactly. Now, say in in France and maybe Belgium, their programs are, are specifically geared towards students. Whereas mm. with us, we... we, we we are geared towards anybody, really. Now, right. we do have a minimum age policy of 21 years of age. And that's because now I'm not suggesting anyone under 21 is not mature, <laughs> but we have to have a cutoff point at some at some stage. So we start our sharers start from 21 years of age and our oldest sharer is 74. So right. we, we tend to go more with people who are either mature students or professionals. So a lot of our householders, or sorry, excuse me, our sharers would be professionals. So they would be working your typical, say, nine to five, Monday to Friday. Um, And the reason they're looking to home share is predominantly to save money, to save a deposit so they could eventually buy their own home. Right. Others then, because they might have just arrived in Ireland or, or Dublin or Cork or wherever it might be, and they may not know anyone. Um, others, and actually we're seeing this more and more, people of a certain age, probably from maybe late 30s and up, yeah, they are finding it nigh on impossible to find somewhere to rent because even if they're lucky enough to find somewhere that's within their um, their financial grasp, the people who are living there saying you're you're forty, you're fifty, you're sixty, you're seventy. Oh God, no, we don't want you living with us. You're going to, you yeah. know, cramp our style. Um, and, and then a lot of people who are older that they, they don't want to be living with four people and fighting over the cooker or fighting over the bathroom. Yes. So we're finding now more and more people are are looking at home sharing, not only actually just from the financial aspect of it, but also from the quieter. Mm. you know quieter home um yeah and you know and people who like i said who do who may not know somebody in the city yeah uh, or people who who grew up with their grandparents in in, in their house and and they love that you know we've one yeah. one lady um from who came over from india and she's home sharing now with this gorgeous couple in Donegal 
and she calls them grandma and grandpa which is just I was like stop it you're killing me (laughs) it's just adorable absolutely adorable so because the sharers they're not like renters well they're not tenants but they become as as one of our as one of our service users said they're like an associate family member so they become really interested very quickly actually in in not only the person that they're living with but the extended family they so they, they literally become part of the family yeah. Um yeah. and and so so, so there, there's more of a vested interest in them living there. It's not because it's it's cheaper rent. Yes, you know, we yeah. would always ask people, why do you want to home share? And if their only question or if their only answer is or oh, to save money or it's cheap, we say, Okay, thank you, goodbye. Yes, we yeah. we want more from people than that. You know, we want people to say, Yeah, look, you know, since COVID, it really opened my eyes to how vulnerable older people are or, yeah. uh, you know, I want to give back to society. I have a bit of extra time. I'm not a party animal. I'm at home anyway, you yes. know, of yeah. an evening. So, uh, And, that, and that's it's, the thing. It's There's a lot of companionship involved in it as well, where, you know, uh, you know, I looked at one of the videos. You, you sit down and you watch telly together, like, and you kind of have a natter and have a cup of tea you know, it's it, not, it's not even like yeah. a house share with other, you know, you know, if you were looking at other people where people disappear off to the rooms and watch Netflix, that's not what you're looking for in this. Exactly. Exactly. Now, and but it always, it depends on, we start off with the householder, you know, we'd meet yeah. the householder first to, to get to know them and their, their personality and their interests and, and who they think they would like to open up their home with um and then based on that then we find a sharer who we think would fit in you know quite well with their personality and their interests some people at the beginning because it 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 takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts to actually do this yeah because it's so new for everybody and the thought of opening your home especially for an older person when they are literally probably at their most vulnerable in their whole life yeah they're then allowing a complete stranger to move in with them so they really it's like they have to jump off the cliff and just take that leap of faith so even at the beginning some of them might say ah look i just want somebody here just to know someone's upstairs or someone is is sleeping here in case I have an accident or I fall downstairs or I'm ill. But very soon after, they literally, they start having dinner together. They'd be watching the TV together. They'd be going for walks together. They go to the cinema or the theatre together. Now, this is obviously before COVID. And they, they go off and get their nails done together. So yeah. it's it, it you know as as we as we describe it to people, it's like living with say your your grandfather, or your grandmother, mm. um, or your older parent, or your your granddaughter, or your son. You know, mm. it, 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 a relationship, a friendship forms. Yeah, there there is an epidemic of loneliness. You know, the, the, there's lots of studies that that talk about that uh, lately. I mean, it, it this really is a great solution for that, isn't it? It certainly is. It really is. And, you know, so I started this over four years ago and even then it was, you know, we could see because, you know, people were lonely before COVID. But I think, you know, COVID has really um, it's it's exacerbated it. Mm. Um, But I think it's also made the whole of society realize, wow, okay, so this is what it's like living on your own and not seeing anyone. Yeah. So people can really empathize now with what real loneliness is like. That's um, very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that's why a lot of people say, oh, you know, since COVID and they really want to give back or, you know, they, they, they want to get more, they want to get a, a deeper, a, a deeper fulfillment from living with people. Mm. You know, they're, they're, there's, you know, that they want to forge a relationship, a friendship with who they're living with. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, I think certainly with COVID, it, it's certainly, uh, it's, I mean, we had, I mean, we lost half of our of our matches back in March, April 2020. Uh, but then we grew then from, from March to December 2020, we then grew by 200%. Again, so so this was the the people were 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 sharing, and then because COVID hit, they kind of went home to to various things and that kind of thing. Yeah, 
Exactly. So a lot of people, they were, uh, yeah, they, they were obviously working from home. We also had quite a few healthcare professionals. So obviously, right. you know, we had a lot of nurses, carers working on the front lines. And not only was the household or the family nervous yeah. about them being in, living in the house and being in the cold face of COVID and then not knowing if they were going to bring COVID into the house. But the sharers themselves were petrified. They, they just said, I, I cannot have it on my conscience if I brought yes. COVID into this yeah, house. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we, we lost quite a few back then, which was completely understandable. But then as the summer came, people thought, well, you know what, we have to get on with things. And, and then obviously the over 70s, you know, were instructed to cocoon and mm. they, they, the families were like, well, we, we just can't do this anymore. We can't see our mum or dad, isolated. you know, literally yeah. isolated and literally wasting away. And they could see before their eyes, their mental health was really being affected. Yeah. So people started opening up again and um, they haven't looked back. Excellent. And 200% growth uh, since. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That, yeah. that that really yeah. is incredible. It's it's it, like it, it does put it into you know sharp focus, doesn't it? That that this is a service that's needed apart from anything else, and that this this type of matching, I like the the phrase matching. You know the matches that you you're not just looking to put people in a bed or on a you know this this isn't about filling beds. You know sometimes we can get a bit um, cold about these things. This is matching people. It's it's uh, there's a much warmer heart to this. Oh, there has to be. Oh, my goodness. There has to be because not only there there are so many different um, sides to this, it has to be right for everybody. Yeah. And uh, as somebody in America a few years ago, he was describing, I don't even know who it was, but he was describing home sharing on some interview and he described it as, um, kind of a coming together of Airbnb and Match.com, which is so true <laughs> yeah. because the Match.com aspect is the personalities. Are they right for each other? Yes. Uh, you know, do they like each other? Um, but And that's why it's so important for us to, you know, we, we would meet the householder first yes. to get to know their personalities, um, their interests, you know, even down to things like, uh, you know, are were they into gardening? Yeah. Um, but they can't do it anymore because their body is just saying, no, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So then we would do our best then to find somebody who is into gardening so yes. they can be doing the gardening, you know, and getting direction from the person they're living with. And, oh, there's a weed there or, you know, because so 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 the householder can still get joy from the garden without without having to put too much pressure on their on their body. Uh, or it could be. It could be. I know there was an amazing story, you know, um, in in England when I was doing research into home sharing before I set up, and uh, there was uh, a law student who was matched with a retired lawyer, hmm. and the law student came out with the yeah. with the distinction, and the householder because the householder was you know helping them out and you know giving them advice and just, yeah, he yeah. was like the, the, a living tutor. And the householder brilliant. was absolutely over the moon because he felt, you know what, even though I'm 92 or whatever age he was, I still have something to offer society. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I'm still useful to somebody. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I always say to, to the householders, this is a two way street, you know, it's mutually beneficial. So, you know, don't look at this as, oh, you know, I'm getting old and I need somebody in here to, mm. to do my laundry or or to, you know, to change my bed sheets or to, to go for a walk with me or do my shopping. They are actually giving the, the sharer probably the most valuable gift anyone could give someone. And that's the opportunity to save money so that they can buy their own home. Yeah, yeah. So and they're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, well, there you go. I mean, even though, I mean, we have a lady now. I'm so excited. My colleague uh, went to to our latest consultation was with was um, this morning with a lady who's 102. That's amazing. Uh, incredible. And yeah, still living at home. Um, she 
worked in Ghana. She was she was a nurse and a midwife and just a fascinating woman by all accounts. I can't wait to meet her. But 102. So even at 102, 102 you can, you know, you still have something to offer somebody, which is yes, accommodation. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it's it's just amazing to you know because people think oh well like you know there's a what's left for some somebody who's a hundred and two well uh, actually this is a mm-hmm. brand new chapter brand new adventure for that lady yeah. that's fantastic you know absolutely she'll, she'll be talking about that to everybody you know the uh, her family and whoever yeah. else is is there it's fantastic you know because we all need a purpose when we when we don't have yeah. purpose we that's when we start to drift away but if we exactly. have purpose we're 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 okay. And and for so many of our householders, they be them male or female, it's a yeah, it's another focus for them. And they get all excited. They're like, oh now, and do you know what? Um, you know, Mary, Mary was very tired going off to work today. Do you know what? I'm I'll make her some dinner tonight. Yeah. And then that's gonna keep Bridie occupied during the day. Yeah. The thought of, you know, fussing around, you know. Yeah. Or um, like we've, uh, you know, one of our other latest matches is this gentleman in um, in Dublin Seven, on the north side of Dublin, and he's retired from the army, and very much, oh my gosh, he's he's so independent, this man, and then some young lad um, from from Mayo moved in, <laughs> and my God, he's like it's fantastic because he's you know giving him all that now you be careful now this is you know you're in Dublin now and you just be you yeah. know avoid that road now and, yeah. and do this and don't do that and you know it's just it's giving him a whole new lease of life again yeah, you know yeah. uh it's just it's just fantastic for everybody it's it's a great concept and obviously you've done an amazing job to execute it over the last four years I mean it's not easy to start a business it's definitely not easy to start a business where your stakeholders are two different sets of people who have never thought of this concept on their own and you have to try and bring them together in that. I mean, it must have been really daunting starting off, you know, because it's it's not it's not like the product is is a quick sell here. This is something that you really have to get people oh. to change their mindset. How did you do that? You know, I couldn't agree with you more. It was a slow sell. It really was. But I always, I, I mean, I always said to myself, I have to be authentic. I have to be real. I have to be me when I meet, say, the older person and the family because they have to trust me first and my yeah. colleagues. If they don't trust me and my colleagues, well, then it's game over. You know, it's yeah. not going to work because how are they going to trust somebody we introduce if, if they don't really trust us? Yeah. So at the beginning, at the very beginning, it was, <clears throat> yeah, it was, a, it was a, it was a, a tricky start. Um, I, so I left. I did, you know, I had done research, and I was actually in a relationship. Um, I'm, I separated fourteen years ago, actually, from my children's dad. Yeah. And uh, so I was in another relationship then. Uh, for about four years and then and then we moved in together um and it was it was a tricky relationship uh putting it mildly um nice. i i married one narcissist and then i had a, another relationship with another so i i just took that leap of faith um my grandfather had had passed away so there was a little bit of inheritance that he had given my my children as well yeah so i said guys can I borrow that money please I'll pay I'll pay you back so you know thankfully if it wasn't if it wasn't for that I I just wouldn't have had the money to start it yeah but I I so I left my job I left my full-time uh job and I just took that leap of faith there was never a plan b for me ever really never you're a, you're going a all, to in, all in all in all in it's got me in trouble a few times in my in, in my life but i was all in but at the same time while i was setting it up my relationship was was failing quite dramatically quite quickly um so i uh, there were barring orders involved wow. so i i i left um yeah myself my children left left the house because we we bought a house together so um anyway i yeah we we left because he was constantly, I mean, even actually, funnily enough, in my um, 
when I, yeah, well, I had to go get a barring order. And my ex even said to the judge, and would you believe, judge, she left her job to set up this business and she didn't listen to me. And that's absolutely ridiculous. And I told her not to leave her job. And the judge was looking at him and looking at me. And I was looking at the judge going, I know, listen, like, what a, yeah, I won't, I won't say what I called him. Anyway, mm. um, so I had all of that to contend with. And I was also losing my job, my, my or sorry, excuse me, my house. Yeah, my house was being repossessed at the time as well. So there wow. was so much going on in my in my personal life. But you know, the only thing that got me through was 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 the home share was this business. Wow, so that's it, I was just it was my life. And yeah. lucky, I suppose my children were were getting older, so you know uh, I, I could put the time in. Uh, but yeah, this this saved me from from having a complete meltdown because I was just so passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like a normal setting up a business. It, it was me on my own. And and doors being closed. Setting up a business during the fire as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But even with all of that, then it was amazing actually because I hadn't even had my first client. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple of months after I set up. So September, it would have been September 2017. And I'll never forget the day because it was actually my dad's anniversary. And um, mm. I had, I was lucky enough, um, uh, somebody I, I know got me, he was a local counsellor uh, in, in Lucan, uh, William Lavelle, where, where I live. So he managed to get me an interview with the Minister for Older Persons at the time. Right. Uh, so I went into Leinster House and I, um, yeah, I you know, went in and bold as brass saying, listen, you got to help me with this. You know, yeah. trust me, it works. Um, and 18 months, 17 months later, actually, they, they actually wrote Home Sharing International Policy, which wow. is pretty, pretty good. But before That's that, actually, yeah. But actually, even before that, um, in the August, so less than two months after I, I literally registered the home share as, as a company. Yeah. Um, I had my first radio interview and it talk about being thrown into the deep end. Uh, it was with Pat Kenny. Oh, the bell pat. The bell pat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, wow, that was, uh, that was worse than going in and being called into the headmistress's office. Really? Uh, yeah, he put me through my paces, but you know what? He came around at the end and he was like, oh, this is a great idea. I was like, oh, I know it is. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I just look. I never, I never lost hope. I never. I, I, as I said at the beginning, I there was never a plan B. That ever. that is a is a is an amazing story. I mean, you're you're obviously not the type of lady that starts at the bottom. You know, straight to government ministers, straight to oh, Pat no. Kenny. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Where um, where does it, like? And look, there's something beautifully poetic about the fact that as your you know, and it's, and it's sad to think about, but it's joyous to think about as well in that as you are losing your home, as your life is turning upside down, your purpose is to give other people stability and other people a safe place and other people, a, a you know, a nice home. I mean, I just think there's something beautiful about that. Oh, I'm going I'm to start crying. <laughs> um, no, I've look, never thought of it like that. Actually. Yeah, well, look, I, I think, um, it, I think yeah. it takes an incredible strength. And T- tell me, where does that come from? Where did you, like, so you, you said you had a nursing background. Is that what you started off in after school, after you left school? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I went over. So my my own, my mother was a nurse. Now, unfortunately, I never, I never got to know her because when I was five months old, she died by suicide. Oh, dear. Um, she suffered, you know, uh, with, with depression. And I, I think, I think she probably would have been diagnosed bipolar had she been around you know today yeah so from a very young age i always said i'm going to be a nurse uh yeah. now i don't know whether that was because i just wanted to or maybe i'd seen a photograph of my mother in in her nurse's uniform and thought yeah. oh i want to continue where she left off so anyway i i i was over so i went to i went to london studying nursing and then and then I I actually found out it wasn't until I was 21 I found out how my mother died. Right. And I kind of lost faith then. Okay. I thought, well, why should I continue nursing if my mother 
killed herself and like why should I you know I just I, I kind of went through a dark a dark phase uh, where I just my whole life I suppose had been turned upside down and everything I thought yeah. had been a lie I guess yeah. so I then I then moved away from there and was very I blagged my way into uh, a job as cabin crew long haul cabin crew with British Airways okay so that's a that change a big change although there's a lot of nurses now we're cabin crew right um but that was uh well that was a hell of a five six years that was amazing um fabulous time doing that um but it all kind of and then so after that then i met my well ex-husband now in cape town so i i commuted from cape town for a while right and then and then we both then moved back to dublin and then i and then i went working in home care at that stage you know after my well very much part-time because you know we had our first child quite soon and then you know two more so we three under four years of age Hmm. so I got into home care then um so I but I suppose looking back on on my experiences and different jobs I've done I think it was all leading up to this really because I suppose the nursing background and then working in in British Airways that really you know brought me out of my shell and customer service and yeah that kind of thing and then obviously home care you know that stands to reason really you know enabling people to remain living at home so it, it was all I, th- I think it, everything I've done in the past has definitely had has helped me to be where I am today for for sure for sure. It helps, uh, you know, they say humans are meaning making machines, but it certainly, um, you know, certainly listen to your story. As you say, there is a thread there where you can see it builds up to this. And now you're CEO and founder of a company, you know, just to add to your uh, accolades, there's a fair play to you. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing story. What would you say was your main motivator in setting up the home share like what what was the one thing that you said well okay if i can do this this is the change it's going to make to literally give people give give well not just older people but give people another option to enable them to stay living in their own home mm. more affordably that that was it for me that 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 was the reason that i that that was the vision I had from the moment I started listening to that that radio interview many years ago. I immediately saw how how this could work and how it could mm. really revolutionise. I always saw home sharing like I would have imagined home care was yeah. maybe thirty or forty years ago. Now it's a household name. Yeah. Uh, um, so really for me, home care and home sharing go hand in hand. Yeah. Now, quite a few of our householders don't have home care, um, meaning mm. that they're, they don't need any support with personal care. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they feel maybe uneasy being in the house on their own yeah. or their, their adult children or their family feel uneasy about them living on their mm. own. Or... We have um, another gentleman that I'm absolutely so excited about. Um, he is actually coming home from a nursing home. Right. Uh, he, when he was 42 years of age, he had a terrible accident. He fell down the stairs and he wasn't discovered for three days. Oh, gosh. And he has lived. Now, he made a miraculous recovery, not least because of his his parents and all of their help and his family and friends. But he has spent the last 10 years, up until today, he's still there today, but he spent the last 10 years in a nursing home. Right. And he's, so he's 52 now. Mm. And so the family came across the home sharing and they contacted us. And this man is coming home for the first time in 10 years. He's matched with somebody who's going to move in with him. Yes. Now, we're what we're doing, and I suppose that's the great thing about the home share model. It's so bespoke. It's so person centered. Yeah. So every match is entirely unique. So for this particular match, he is going to have two sharers living oh, with him. Great. 
because this particular uh, gentleman, because of you know certain um, vulnerabilities that he has and certain cognitive impairment that he has, he needs somebody in the house all the time. Yeah. So we have matched him with somebody who is working from home, and we've and, and then the second person um, has a car, and they don't work very long hours. So between the two sharers, they yeah, have yeah. it covered. Brilliant. Um, now I had to laugh because when I met the man first with his family, and I said, obviously one of the questions is, you know, do you have any preference on male or female sharer? Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love a couple of girls to move in. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I thought you might say that, yeah. but but because of you know us getting to know him more, um, we didn't want to match him with female sharers because this man, God love him, he never met the woman of his dreams. Yeah, and the last thing I wanted was for him potentially maybe to start having feelings for one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, and he was saying, well, maybe a couple. And I said, you must be joking. Yeah. You know, what the last thing you want to do is be watching a couple canoodling yeah. on the sofa, watching <laughs> Coronation Street every night. No. So so we've matched him with two guys who have wicked sense of humor. And they're both into music, playing the guitar. And, and this guy mm. loves his music. So so we're really excited about that one. Super. It's, it's it's amazing the new lease of life you can give somebody like that. As you say, he's been in the home for 10 years, like, you know, yeah. in the prime of his life. And now he's getting a new adventure again. You know, Yeah. And, and for his parents, um, my colleague keeps saying, I don't know, I have this terrible habit of making people cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was with, with his, his parents and well, his dad a couple of times, and he was saying, Lucy, if this works, he said, me and his mum will die at peace knowing oh, that he's home and we can we can rest easy Jeez, that, that does get your heart now yeah yeah my god yeah that's yeah. amazing so um it's it's just it's it's humbling it's absolutely humbling i am so privileged to be in this position and for people to trust me and 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 my amazing team to 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 become so integrated into their lives it's it, it is a privilege isn't it but it's also it, it's when do you get a job where what jobs are that you get that immediate satisfaction of seeing the smile on somebody's face like bar you're a disney character off in paris there yeah. do you know what i mean you immediately see happiness uh you're 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 doling out happiness apart from anything else well look we we just facilitate and we're, we're the introducers yeah you know um you're the the list a, environment matchmaker of, uh, of home chair uh, yeah exactly uh and look i mean the magic happens when the two people come together you yeah. know but um we 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 have to take it extraordinarily seriously to to do our very best to get the match right mm. and sometimes it doesn't work yeah um but luckily you know, because I think we've built up so much trust with the families and the sharers themselves as well, obviously, that if something doesn't work out, well, that they're, they're, you know, that they still trust in us that we'll get somebody else that, you yeah, know, it, it, yeah. it, it would work. So, because look, I suppose we're all human and things can happen and, mm. you know, people can change. And, um, but there's always, you know, we have a trial period. There's always a trial period at the beginning of every home yeah. share arrangement. Yeah. So um, people can, you know, suss each other out, you know, yeah. over a couple of weeks or a month. This is a, what you would call a social entrepreneurship. Um, is there, is it different setting up something like this and, and you know, not for profit social entrepreneurship than a normal company, would you say? Uh, there, there would be. Now, I mean, I had set this up initially um as uh, as just a, a normal a normal company you know right a, yeah a for-profit company but then i thought you know what maybe because i suppose my whole concept my whole psyche around it was that you know i wanted to help as many people as possible and even if that meant that somebody maybe couldn't afford the service which is 195 euro a month yeah. but even if people couldn't afford it if somebody was just, you know, on, on the on the state pension and they'd no family to, to yeah. contribute, you know, we would never turn anyone away from home sharing. 
if they yeah. were suitable and if they wanted to home share. So I thought, well, why not just make it non-profit? Because, you know, that, that that's essentially what it is, mm. you know. Um, and then I thought as well, and I, you know, a couple of people said, look, if you want people, maybe, you know, NGOs, you know, or the government maybe to take you more seriously, maybe maybe consider, you know, being, you know, going down the, yeah. the not-for-profit route. Uh, people people get a bit confused about about social enterprise um, because, you know, a lot of people would, I suppose, it, the home share would be a social enterprise as well. Um, but the government have, they, they published um, a national social enterprise policy right. um, 2019 to 2022, and I suppose officially, what what the government, what the government, um, what the, their description of a social enterprise, um, is um, their businesses whose core objective is to achieve a social, societal, envi- envi- or environmental impact. Like other right. businesses, social enterprises trade in goods or services on an ongoing basis. However, any surpluses they generate are reinvested into achieving a social impact. Right. Yeah. Uh, so th- they're, so th- the government are very much now their focus is trying to encourage more social enterprises and, yeah. and encourage more social entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm d- um, kind of uh, at the side, I'm very proud to be a board member of ISIN, which is the Irish social enterprise network. So Right. Okay. That must we, be growing, is it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, look. I mean, I'm. I'm sorry to say that I. I can't. I can't invest as much time as I as I would like to. Mm. But social enterprise in Ireland really is. Uh, it, it is growing, and I think. I mean, who would you rather? I mean, I don't drink coffee, but if I was drinking coffee, <laughs> if I has had a choice of of going into a, a for profit, you know, big big international chain. Or a little cafe whose profits go into, you know, that they they may employ people who who uh, you know are on low income, or you know people who yeah. may have been homeless, or I don't know, well, whatever. But you know, th- th- there is there mm. is a social impact to there. I mean, for me, the coffee would taste nicer than than yeah. from a. I think you know, people oh, are choosing companies that have a a, a moral aspect to what they're doing nowadays. Um, I do think that people kind of are starting to look at companies and how they behave. You know, there's lots of massive multi, uh, multi multi-billion euro companies that people say, well, actually, I just don't like doing business with them because of the way they treat their staff or, you know, something like that where, you know, and especially with COVID, a lot of people want to, to help local you know, local, the local economy, because they've realized now that they've spent a bit of time in it from working from home and the rest that actually this is vital to, to where I live, you know, so they, they want exactly. to help locally. If there's another pandemic, you know, you can't go further than your two or 5k. Yeah. And, and you know, I was able to get my coffee on the street corner by that amazing, you know, that that guy who picked himself up and started his own company. Yes, and you know yeah. what, I'd rather give it to him than, than one of the big guys who can pull out of Ireland. At any time, at any yeah. time. Yeah. and then thousands and thousands will be out of a job. I mean, they're not, they're not, they won't lose any sleep over that. No, no, absolutely um, not. Yeah. What, what kind of barriers did you come across? Uh, what, what, you know, what barriers to setting up did you encounter? I, to be honest, I suppose support uh, right. in general. Uh, now, I, I've learned a lot now, but. Uh, I hate I hate to say it, but I suppose that there's a good news story out of it in the end. I, I went to three different Leo offices, the local enterprise offices. Yes. And uh, I, I really didn't get much support at all. Okay. Um, and that was real like, oh my, even though they say, oh, this is an amazing idea and oh, this is going to fly and oh, it's yeah. be fantastic. But there, there was no tangible, no practical support. Uh, which was a real kick in the teeth for me. Um, now, look, I've learned since, and do you know what, since COVID really, you know, I think Leos are amazing now. They've really kind of picked up the pace and they're really helping uh, people who want to set up their own business. So I'd say to anybody, get onto your local Leo and don't take yeah. no for an answer because if they can't help you, they will know someone else who can. So yeah. do not take no for an answer. Um, another 
you know, I suppose get used to hearing the word no or not interested or people not getting <laughs> back to you, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did find difficult was I was lucky enough to, I had applied for two funding, um, which are two different, you know, very, very well known. And it was amazing. There were maybe 300 people applied and, and I eventually got down to the final of both of them within, right. you know, two months of each other. And of course, they're all over you, you know, when you're mm. in the final and photo shoots and, you know, press releases and, oh, she are the best things and slice, slice bread. But then unfortunately, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't make the final hurdle. And you're just dropped like a hot potato. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that, wow, what do I do with that? Uh, and so that's, I suppose that that's one reason why I really wanted to get, get involved with ICE and the Irish Social Enterprise Network, because, you know, there are certainly probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in that situation, people yeah. who have such amazing ideas, but because it didn't suit the person they were talking to across the desk, it doesn't mean to say it's not a good idea or it's not going to be a success. Yeah. So I li- I just wouldn't take no for an answer. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't encourage my mantra of there is no plan B. Um, I don't think that's wise. I think people <laughs> should always have a plan B. But I I say to people I meet all the time, especially my children, I say just find something that you enjoy, preferably something you're passionate about. Yeah, and just go with that. Find a way of earning a living from it because you will never work a day in your life again. Yeah. And I'm living that. I haven't worked in over four years, literally, even though I'm putting in 70, 80 hour weeks, I mm. literally haven't worked for four years. It's the passion. The passion. And you need that. You need, if, if people don't have that passion, they're going to start really listening to all those no's and those no's are going to drag them down until they yeah. just give up and throw in the towel. But if you have that passion and that belief, no one can put you down. Yeah. And and you must have been, so you, you were on your own at the start, but you've built a team around you now who who assist, obviously. Yes, yes. Uh, we're, look, we're, we're, we're still, we're very much hands-on and face-to-face. So um, I have um, one full-time um, person, Neve. She's been with me now a year and she she's the best thing that happened to the home share. She's just phenomenal. Uh, and then we have, um, yeah, we have uh, a couple of home share consultants started around the country as well. Great. And we have yet yeah, some volunteers as well who are helping in the background with website and social Super. media. Uh, and yeah, so I'll be building that up a bit more now because we're, we're going to be hosting. We've been asked, uh, well, yeah, we've been asked and we were... Um, we were told that we were successful in our bid in our bid to host the the World Home Share Congress. Right. Uh, so then we we've had to postpone it due to due to COVID, but that's that's going to be happening in in twenty twenty three. It was due to happen next year. So it's yeah. Look, home sharing it's really it's really coming into its own now. It really yeah. is because people can really see the benefits. And did you see yourself as a leader before? this now you know as you say you've a few volunteers you've got home share consultants you've got a full-time staff member and and you're leading a a a social enterprise did you see yourself as a leader before that not no the only i was thinking about that the other day the only the only way i i had a little bit of 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 a taste of that when i worked in in home care so i would have been the, the home care manager and there would have been maybe about 40 carers yeah so i suppose i would have been in the role of of you know supporting nurturing um you know guiding carers mm. so i suppose i would have had that experience uh, and i'm delighted to say you know i i had a great relationship with them and and even even to this day i still hear from some of them how's it going and how are you getting yeah. on but 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 I, I never really saw that. I never really saw the bigger picture of that. That was just my relationship with them. Yeah. You know, I didn't really look at you know the bigger role that that I had at the time. Um, but me being a leader now, I'm. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're if uncomfortable I, with that, are you? <laughs> I am because I I am, and I know I'm sure everybody says that. But but genuinely, I I see that we're all part of a team. You know, it's. 
we all have our own jobs to do and and you know the home share wouldn't be what it is yeah. today without all of our input um i i you know thinking back on you know maybe the good boss bad boss who was good boss who was a bad boss um and it was for me it was it was the people it, it everything comes well for me the whole atmosphere in in, in a workplace environment and the mood in the room it comes from the top down yeah it comes from from the, the top person down and but the only way i could really in a tangible way describe that effectively is whenever we were on a trip when i was with british airways so we, you know i was long haul so we, we'd be gone for a week or two right um, at a time and um it really the csd like the the the, the cabin crew member in charge the cabin service director yeah if 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 they were if they were good crack um that was going to be a hell of a trip an amazing yeah. trip and we all you know uh, and and you'd actually give a better performance you'd work better you'd work harder yeah um and you'd have fun doing the job because you know people people walk into jobs because you know they're excited about that job yeah whether it's the actual job or maybe it's the money or or maybe it's the people who work there yeah um but for 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 other trips then um, and then, of course, you know, you, you'd get to know some people. It's like, oh, my God, no, I can't believe they're the CST. Oh, it's going to be a long <laughs> way. Um, Stuck in uh, a little tin box in the sky with them. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so I, I mean, I could see literally straight away, you'd know. Uh, and then I suppose over time, you know, when you're working in, in a job or, you know, if, if your boss, if, if they're not necessarily a good leader, um, it's it's just it's not going to work. People are going to walk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. pe- people people don't walk away from jobs. They walk away from bosses. Yes. They walk away from from um, yeah, from from their their next in line. So I'm very conscious of that, and I uh, I'm I'm so conscious of not. I hate the word micromanaging. Yeah. Um, but I I I I've asked or my myself and my colleague Neve has spoken about that a few times. And she was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I, Lucy, you just do not micromanage because you know yeah. I, I, I put my faith in her. I, I made the decision, you know, to to employ Neve, and my God, am I so happy every day? I'm thankful. Um, but you know, I was confident that she could do she mm. could do the the role, and she has excelled at it. Um, so much so, I've actually she's now a director of the Home Share after a wow. year. Um, because I really, you know, I want people to excel and to have a good life, enjoy their 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 working life. Because God knows you spend enough time at work, don't you? You know, Absolutely, you, you, want yeah. to, you want to enjoy it. So, I, yeah, I could tell I could tell immediately if a good boss from a bad boss, and I certainly, I certainly don't want to be uh, in yeah. the latter. So micromanaging, you're allergic to micromanagement. I always think about micromanaging. Nobody wants to be micromanaged and yet we still have micromanagers wherever the hell they come out of. I don't know where. I, I don't know. Do they even realise they're doing it? No, they don't. Uh, they can't do it. Yeah. I, and, uh, but, you know, the whole atmosphere in the office, you know, I, I, I was in a, a role before where the two two owners were, they were at loggerheads all the time. And yeah. the atmosphere between them was icy, yeah. and and obviously that just rolled down to the rest of the team, and yeah. it just dragged us all down, and and the whole team have gone now. I don't right, think there's yeah. anyone left on that team. They've all gone. I I think bosses don't realise that they're always visible. They're always on. You know, mm, it. Mm. You know, they they don't. There's no luxury of kind of oh well it's okay that I flipped switching out today the yeah yeah it's a, it's yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you're not switching yeah. the camera there's always somebody looking and as you say they're looking because as humans we're looking for what tone that brings a you know wh- how should I be today will I ask mm. for that will I ask for that day off or will oh God no she's in an awful mood I'll leave it today you know which is which is just terrible because. Um I wish Neve was here because <laughs> you could be thinking I'm making this up. But I mean, early on, I said to Neve, Neve, you manage your own diary. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't care 
if, well, I do care if you have a doctor's appointment, I hope you're okay, but I don't care if you have to go to the doctor or the dentist. Um, and, and, and then again, family comes first. So if there's anything yeah. wrong with your children, you go. Um, and because we've always been like that and, and she'd say, oh, look, you know, do you mind? Can I? And I'm like, don't want to know. Just stick it in the diary. Yeah. You, you know, you manage your own diary. And as a result, I, well, I'm not saying it's because it's a direct, you know, relation to that, but I do think it's probably helped. Um, but, you know, yesterday, you know, I was, you know, lying in bed. Uh, and my phone was ping, ping, ping at like nine o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. And there was Neve emailing, you know, people like working on yeah. a Sunday morning. And I'm like, Neve, put the phone down, put the laptop <laughs> yeah. away. Jesus, I don't want to end up in labor relations court because you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, making me work on a Sunday morning. But she's like, no, it's like, yeah, no, it's cool, it's cool. But that's, I think, it's, I think the more, the more scope you give. Yeah. At the end of the day, I made the decision, you know, and that's on me to, you know, to take me on and whoever else it was. Um, and, you know, you have to show, I think you have to show people you work with, or, you know, your team that you trust them to do the job yes, that yeah. they're employed to do. It's it's a big um, move, though, taking on that first person, that first full time oh, person, isn't it? Like, I mean, you must have kind of yeah. been nervous about that. Did you, did you oh, know Neve beforehand or was she? No. no. So this is a brand no. new relationship, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so, I mean, it's yeah. great that it's worked out. Oh, listen, I mean, as I said to her even the other day, I said, I've never worked so closely with somebody for so long and we haven't had one funny look, let great. alone. It's just it's phenomenal. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, at the time, you know, I was talking to a few people and, uh, and, you know, one in particular and they were saying, Lucy, don't, don't do it. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah. take someone on. It's literally the responsibility is like having another child. Plus <laughs> it's like, it's like taking on kind of, it, it's like, like two or three mortgages. Yes. A yeah. Month. Cause you, um, you, yeah. Cause you have to deliver on that person's salary. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she's, she's rearing two children. Um, yeah. And so, but you know what? And this is what I do. I, you know, I listen to people and I ask people's advice and I, I listen, but I make up my own decision at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? It was the best bit of advice I didn't take, <laughs> to be Brilliant. honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, a year later, it's just, it's phenomenal. I never actually thought I would ever be lucky enough to meet someone um, who, who has just taken on my baby like it's their own baby as well. But, you know, Super. I suppose that's another reason why I, I made her director as well, because mm. if anything was to happen to me tomorrow, it's in good hands with me. Wow, Super. And, you know, I wanted her, I wanted somebody who, who had more of a vested interest than just their wages every month. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And look, she, she was brave enough to come in at the uh, right time as, as well. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I said to her, I said, oh, you know, this is very new and look, it could go, go pear shaped, but there's, there yeah. is no plan B. So, yeah. you know, I will be putting everything into this and look, it's still early days. Four years is still very young. Well, I think I think lasting one year is amazing. I think lasting two is fantastic. I think lasting four, that's that's absolutely excellent. And getting through, remember that the last 18 months has been COVID. So I think yeah. if you can survive that storm, I think you're doing something really, really right. That's um, what I say to all my friends who are still married. Listen, if your marriage can survive a pandemic, you're grand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I you know, uh, maybe next month we'll get Neve on and she can give her side of the story. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be a bit of fun. We can we can do live uh, performance reviews here on the Good Boss Bad Boss podcast in between people. I think yeah, she'll be happy I'm, with what you're saying. Though, so. is she? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but look, it's, it's um, I, I I can't say any anything more than if someone you know has a passion for something, you you, you won't fail. Yeah. You won't fail. That is fantastic. I think it's as good a place to leave it on that note. If you have a passion for something, you won't fail. Uh, Lucy Cunningham, I am 100% behind what you're doing. I think it's a fantastic idea and uh, you're executing it really well. It, it definitely has a place in our society here in Ireland. So I just wish you the best of luck in the future and I hope it keeps growing and growing. 
but thanks very much for coming on and telling us all about it. Uh, you're such a warm-hearted person. It's very easy to see why this has been a success for you. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephen. Lucy has such a warm heart and is so open. I think we'd all like to have her as a boss. If you think the home share would be right for you or for a family member, then go to www.thehomeshare.ie. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot. I was really surprised that even though I wasn't releasing new episodes over the summer, people were still listening to all the back catalogue. I think it's great that these conversations reach a wide audience from Balaná to Brazil. All the previous episodes are available on my website, www.stephennorton.com or on whatever platform you're listening on right now. I love getting feedback about which episodes you've enjoyed, so do contact me and connect. You can find more from me on Instagram at goodbossbadbosspodcast. But for now, that's it, and I'll be back next month with another Good Boss Bad Boss guest. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>